0: Welcome to the Hero Realm. I'm Josh Brown. I'm Nick Rusk. And you'll notice that we forgot to introduce ourselves in the previous episode.
1: Yeah, we did. That's right.
0: But the shows are back, so here we go. So to get us started with a little bit of news, one thing we did mention last week but didn't get into the final publishing. Yeah, we forgot to put it in the episode. So... With the CW, mainly CBS slash Warner Brothers is looking to sell their share of the CW. Right. Which, as far as we know, whoever they end up selling it to, whether it be the main station that owns practically all of the CW, which I really don't know, remember its name. Yeah. But it's not going to affect any of the shows, at least in terms of the rest of their seasons. So, like, Flash, Legends, everything that's currently showing right now won't be affected at least this year. Right. Now, next year could be an entirely different story.
1: Because we should be getting early renewals coming up soon. Should be
0: here in, what, around
1: May? Well, May is when they release the schedule. Oh, uh, so it should
0: be at least in the next like few They
1: start renewing shows now. So, right. So, like, if shows get early renewal, that'll come out now. So yeah. between now and May, when the schedule gets released, all the shows then in this time frame will be when shows get renewed or canceled. So, mm-hmm. so we should be hearing soon if anybody if any of the shows get picked up yet.
0: Right now, the other bit of news that actually we know now at least from the Moon Knight trailer being released, what was it back on Monday? I believe I so. I think it was. So, at least from what IMDb is showing. It's release date will be March 30th. So, as is pretty much usual for most Disney Plus series, that is a Wednesday. Yep. So. It'll be every Wednesday for, what, six weeks? Roughly. Unless they decide to do what they've done with some of them, is the first two episodes. Oh, yeah.
1: Drop same day.
0: Right. Which, I'm kind of hoping for a little bit of a better hit on it than Hawkeye. But
1: yeah. Yeah, Hawkeye wasn't. It wasn't too one of my favorites. But. Right.
0: But is this animated or live action? From what the trailer showed, live action. Okay, good. I think right now the only Disney Plus series we've had that's been animated what was if. What If. Yeah. Which we already which speaking of other series, we have got now I haven't looked at it completely and I don't think there's anything else has dropped since. But we have already had a first look trailer for Loki season two. Mm, can't wait. Right. <laughs> And then we know What If will be, I think, Season 2 of What If. I want to say it's sometime this year or possibly early next year. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I think that and Loki are probably the only two that actually have a Season 2 coming out so far. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Because I haven't seen anything for Captain Falcon or Falcon Winter Soldier or even... Captain Falcon? No, (laughs) no. That's a Nintendo game? That is a Nintendo game, yes. Yeah, I think F-Zero FX. Yes, it is. F-Zero X. Oh, that was a good game. I have one of those games, but I haven't gotten the GameCube out in ages. But, yeah, other than video games. Yes. And also, hopefully the Bengals win tomorrow. Oh, yes. But, yes, the Bengals won their first playoff game in 31? 31 years. Yeah, 31 years. Yeah, I
1: didn't think I'd see the day. Right. I've never seen the day because I was, like, four. Yeah. (laughs) It happened.
0: (laughs) Well, for me, so that was, what, 91?
1: That was 91.
0: And they reached two Super Bowls before then and lost both of them.
1: Right. But. I think in early 80s and then later on in the 80s, I believe.
0: I think it was actually back-to-back oh, years. Oh, was it? Okay. See, both was... times against the 49ers. Again,
1: before my time. Yes. But, yeah, I knew it was the 49ers they lost to both times, yeah. but, yeah.
0: But, yeah, if I remember correctly, I think it was back-to-back.
1: Ooh.
0: And we got off topic real quick.
1: Yeah, yeah that happens.
0: <laughs> but, yeah, so, like we said, CW-verse, not too much an effect on that. And also, Moon Knight premiering March 30th. So, now... On everything else. All right. So, so, well, so first we have the season two premiere of Superman and Lois. Yes,
1: <clears throat> this premiered uh, two weeks two weeks ago. Yep. The uh, so it starts out three months have passed since Taurol defeat is defeated, and then uh, Natalie arrives on Earth, and thinks first you know she thinks Lois is her mom. Right. Um. So they end up. Toward, it was toward the end of the episode. I think they ended up um, like lit, like staying with them. Like, mm-hmm. Both Irons and Natalie is, ends up staying with the on the farm for a little bit until so they can find their place in this earth. Right. Um, but meanwhile, in this episode, um, Lana is helping. Not Lana. Who's Lana? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Lana the is the other girl. Is um the mother of Sarah. Mother of Sarah. Yes. Is helping a uh, mayoral candidate Daniel Hart run his election. And then um, Lois kind of is trying to help too. She's, what's she doing? Like, She's
0: practically his campaign manager.
1: Yeah. Um, and then while that's going on, Superman rescues a North Korean submarine. And we all know North Korea enemy. So yes. <laughs> um, the new person in charge now that... Um, lois's dad's retired is kind of angry that uh superman you know saves the enemy here he goes you know you got to put americans first you know he he thinks the whole world is to be saved whereas yeah. here in america we know north korea is evil they're the i mean they're the enemy right so why would you know you don't go saving the enemy you know they they want to kill us so why are you going out there and saving their guys so he there's they're, they're at odds with that. So since Superman doesn't want to help the DOD, they have recruited their own um, super soldiers, so to say. Mm-hmm. That they're you know putting they make make putting serum in to make their super powered. Right. So now this new group of recruits is pretty much doing what Superman did because he doesn't want to cooperate with everyone else mm-hmm. with, with the new DOD and how they want to run things. So he, um, yeah. So he he's at odds with him, but he's also starting to have these visions these headache induced visions of you know every time there's like a there's a tremor an actual tremor on earth and he's having these these like headaches and visions and stuff so that's trying to get to the bottom of you know what's going on with that and um, then at the end of the episode we see a spiked covered hand come smashing through one of the walls down in the in the earth so the tremors whatever that's being caused from is is this thing that we still haven't found out what it is yet.
0: Yeah, we haven't been given a name, but it's been speculated that it could possibly be Doomsday.
1: Yes, that would be fun.
0: Yes. last
1: time we saw Doomsday in a TV show was super or, or, uh, Krypton. Krypton. Yeah, he was on Krypton. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, that show allowed, what, two seasons? Yeah. Yeah, it they, did.
0: Yeah, because, I mean, the main reason of it was saving Superman from well, yeah, with only getting two seasons. We only got Superman's father being born, but that was about right.
1: it. Yes, yes. This was Superman's grandpa. Yes. That was in this episode that series. Mm-hmm.
0: Because it was Zeg and then of course Jorah was born in the second season and then that was it. Because yeah. his great great grand his great no his great grandpa was the first Superhero that we saw,
1: yeah, the one at the beginning that
0: died, yeah, and then came back, right. <laughs> Which most of these shows, people don't die it, long. Yeah,
1: you don't. Know, if no one ever stays dead between this show and Supernatural and Nancy Drew, right? No, if you're dead, you're not really dead.
0: Yeah, because I even remember. Well, Zeg, of course, got sucked into the Phantom Zone at the end of season one. Yeah, but still, he wasn't dead. Yeah, well, like he, Kara
1: and Supergirl, she right. got sucked in the Phantom Zone and still lived.
0: Yeah, so. Yeah, in these shows, people don't stay dead no. long.
1: No, you could die, but you you come back several times. In right. Fact. I mean, how, I mean, how many times did Castiel die and come back in Supernatural?
0: Right, and especially at points when he was in the Empty as well. Yes. Yeah, he brought back. He's brought back from
1: the Empty. Again, to, from. Uh, that's that's where angels go in that show. It's when the angels die, they go to the, angels yeah. and demons go to the Empty. Yeah. Everybody else, if and, you the uh, monsters will go to purgatory. mm Hmm. And of course, humans go to heaven and hell, but way off topic. Yeah. <laughs> so now, okay, back to Superman and Lois.
0: Now right. That, that pretty
1: much covers the uh, the last episode. So now this. Next so now episode. the
0: episode that aired this past Tuesday, right? Titled "The Ties That Bind." So, mainly, and my bill is you explain with the synopsis itself, but Clark finally decides to open up to Lois about the whole struggle that he's having with the headaches and visions and whatnot mm. and he thinks of one person who can help just because of one speculation of what's causing it and it's the most unlikely person we would think right morgan edge or as we know him tauro yeah so they go to his fortress and jordan actually goes to his goes to the Fortress with him because...
1: a oh, tower Fortress, yeah. Yeah, they, because... They, they go to the prison to get him from the prison he's in. Right. Yeah.
0: And since Jordan is in a bit of a, a stalemate with Sarah right now because she has now become fast friends with Natalie, it's mainly Jordan goes with Superman as practically help. Right. So when they get to the Fortress... Tauro brings out, what, this little crystal that Mm -hmm. embodies their mother. Right. So we finally see her for, what, first time ever? In this show. Because her embodiment was put into Lana at the end of of last season. So pretty much they go through all that, and they think, or at least... Superman thinks that all of these headaches and visions could be caused from what did they call it the thing that edge was using last season
1: oh the uh the uh, well
0: eradicator yes, the eradicator so was it caused by putting maybe caused by putting kryptonian mm-hmm. consciences into humans Well, it's most likely not caused by that. <laughs> And, but, as this is going on, and actually, while they're at the fortress, another tremor takes place, and, of course, Edge was just biding his time to show that he still has his powers, and Jordan decides to go up and fight him. Yeah, Probably would have won if it weren't for, for their mother telling him to stop. Yeah. <laughs> but, anyhow. So, at that point, they at least have some sort of a possible answer, but still not really clear-cut, especially because I think it happens once more in the episode, the vision, the mm-hmm. tremors and everything. Yeah. So, at that point, they think that it may be something from the Eradicator. Then again, it could be something from... And if anything, with if it is Doomsday, it's definitely something Kryptonian. Yeah. But while all that's going on, we also get insight to the fact that Daniel Hart has dropped out of the mayoral race. Mm -hmm. So as of now, Lana is running for mayor. Yeah. Now, a female mayor, how well could that work for Smallville? I don't know. But we also find out that Sarah is technically bisexual.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yep, she kissed a girl at the camp.
0: So, Jordan's kind of... She kissed a girl and she liked it. Yes. Katy Perry would approve. (laughs) Right. So, but... And then, what did we... Did we get just more of a look at the possible doomsday at the end of the episode?
1: No, I don't think we did.
0: I'm trying to remember exactly what the end of the episode showed. I can't quite remember.
1: Yeah, I don't think we got any more um, insight as to what was that coming out from the
0: Earth. Okay. But Lois and John ended up doing a little bit of investigating on the tremors. Mm -hmm. Find out that it's not earthquakes, but it's something. Right. And also that there's been five quakes... Yes, I just did air quotes quotes around (laughs) quakes. And And no one can see it. Right. (laughs) But... They find out that it's technically something. And with the fact that there have been five quakes, there's also been five times that Superman has had these visions. visions, And they seem to get stronger every time a quake happens.
1: So... Makes you think whatever's down there is getting closer to the surface. Right. Makes the vision stronger and the Earth, yeah, so.
0: Which makes me think that the DOD is going to have to try to work with Superman, especially with what's coming. Right. So, I think that's everything for Superman, Lois? I believe so. Alrighty. So, now on to the series premiere of the new series, Naomi.
1: Yes, Naomi. She's a Superman fan site host. Yes. So, she gets a... She's it gets a notification that there's something related to superman that's happening mm-hmm. so she's rushing to the event but she passes out on the way there and then when she finally comes to she finds out that she missed the whole thing um so now that she's now that she's going to find some sub security footage of the event and she tracks it down and finds that um during this there's a guy who's just kind of standing there who thinks who looks like Superman and him know each other. Right. And turns out his name's D, and he's a tattoo artist. So now she goes to find this guy and find out what's going on. And he says, it was all, the whole thing, it was all staged for publicity. So, you know, now that she's now back in school, she she's in a debate, and she has a, another, she passes out again. So they're kind of, the doctors are kind of saying it was just a panic attack. So that's all really that was. But she... Of course, thinks there's something else going on. So, meanwhile, she goes out into the woods and finds a disc with alien writing on it and all of a sudden is confronted by a guy named Zumbado. Um, Let me
0: look at the name real quick and I can tell you exactly
1: what it was. Yeah, Z-U-M-B-A-D-O. Zumbado. Yeah, Zumbado. He, He owns a local car dealership and he goes, tells Naomi that they're both different that you know her passing out is something more than just panic attacks and so she's freaks out and runs away (laughs) but she leaves the disc behind um so then she wants now that she goes and tells her friends what happened they want to try to find this disc so they break into his uh, car dealership and they find um, a newspaper about talking about uh ufo sightings on the same day that Naomi, Naomi was adopted. And. You're, so you're starting to connect the dots. Okay. Something's going on here. And she goes back to. The tattoo artist D. Asks about. You know. Asks about this. Uh, Zumbado guy. Mm-hmm. And he reveals that. He is an alien. And he's got wings. They're like metal wings. Yeah. So yeah. But yeah. And I'll... that's
0: pretty much how the episode ends.
1: Yeah. So that's. So far, I'm enjoying. I've enjoyed it. it. Was I didn't know what to expect because I didn't know anything about this character. Right. So it's you know it's always nice to get a backstory with a character that we don't know because again, like I said, we we've, we've seen Superman backstories, we've seen Spider-Man backstories. We right. know how they happen. So it's nice to see a character we don't know and we get a backstory to kind of fill us in on who this person is.
0: Which later on this episode, we'll actually have another back backscor- backstory that we'll be going over that we knew nothing about to begin with. No. Eternals.
1: Yeah, yeah, true, yes.
0: But, yeah, I was actually looking at a little bit of the trivia for this episode. And though he plays a part in Naomi's origin story, the series has its own take on Superman as not Tyler Hoechlin's version. Oh. So, if we do see Superman in this series, I'll ho- I would hope it would be Tyler Hoechlin or maybe even a other earth right tyler hecklin but apparently tyler hecklin superman isn't the superman that we practically saw
1: so what now because of everything's on is earth prime now how you know? cuz it, it would say okay well, it was just a different earth right but now and
0: this... now when this series was first mentioned I do remember there being a mention of Naomi's powers being something that could lead into bringing the multiverse back. Uh But, I mean, the show really needs to develop a little more before we really get into that. Which, speaking of which, actually the top review from this first episode, a good start. It is a CW show, so the audience are kept in mind with the presentation and look and feel and by budget. And then this person, I think the character of Naomi has so much potential, and I love that a character like Naomi exists for a new generation. Cool.
1: So. Oh, another thing I didn't mention about it. She rides a skateboard. Yes. And it reminds me of the 90s. Like, nobody rides a skateboard today. Everybody, if you're riding something like that, it's a hoverboard.
0: Yeah. I was actually going to say for this next episode... It gives me a sort of a Back to the Future vibe, because Marty always rode his skateboard to school. Yeah,
1: it's like an 80s, 90s thing. Like, yeah, you just don't see skateboards today. So I'm like, wow, this is different.
0: Right. Which, actually, now that I think about it, did you catch one name drop in this second episode? The DoD. Oh, yeah. So I'm almost guessing we're going to get some sort of version of Superman, because aliens. Right. Which, speaking of which, this next episode was called Unidentified Flying Object. So, at this point, Naomi and we'll pretty much say the Naomi crew for this point. <laughs> the Naomi
1: crew. Like the they're Naomi
0: crew. Now, they were the ones that broke into Zumbato's dealership to grab the disc. Mm-hmm. But this time, they're going into the woods to find the crash site of a UFO from what, like fourteen years T- ago, two thousand four. So the same year Naomi was adopted, right? Because she's now asking questions about who or even what she is. Mm-hmm. She goes to D for answers, and the first thing he tells her is go jump off a bridge. Yeah, more or less. Yeah. It's like if your powers activate, you won't go splash. Yeah. If they don't activate, then you'll probably just break a bone or two. Well, because uh, he said, "Have you ever?" ever gotten
1: hurt she's like oh come to think of it no i haven't right yeah you've never gotten hurt
0: because you're an alien <laughs> and so far what we've seen a little bit with her powers is something around nature yeah but yeah, making the leaves swirl and
1: mm-hmm. stuff like, or like well, he... if that's your only power making leaves swirl then yours just... <laughs> well
0: like... the only thing i
1: the, can the only use you have is like hey my yard needs a rake so go go swirl the leaves around <laughs>
0: The only thing I can think from this is just the fact that now I'm almost going from the Mega Man games, but you know, in terms of his copy ability, every game there's some Robot Master that has some sort of shield. Mm. I could almost see some of this being just a shield of some sort. Yeah, and then we also saw her voice amplify a little bit against bottom. Yeah, so her powers, if anything, could be a mixture of things that. Like I said, with the fact of the multiverse, the voice itself could tear a hole in the multiverse, which would bring that back into play. Right. So, I mean, we'll just have to see. But, yeah, this time, they go into the woods to find the crash site, and then they see an old mill that they go into, which Zumbato has followed them. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the episode, we pretty much see that, well, we see the signs on the wall or door that were also on the disc that right. Naomi picked up. Yep. So, if anything, that's definitely alien writing. Right. But, I mean, she's not able to read it, but Zumbato apparently is, because mm-hmm. he practically opens <clears throat> it up at the end of the episode. Yeah. And, I mean, we really don't have a whole lot to go from, from this episode, just like if it's filler or whatnot, but even though it's technically not... Because we've only had what two episodes, yeah,
1: it's just we're just still in the getting in the backstory of things, and, yeah. yeah. And we lots of questions,
0: yeah. And then she goes and jumps off the bridge at the end of the episode, and D is like, No big splash, yeah. <laughs> so apparently, her powers did activate there, but it's mainly like I said, this series is pretty much still trying to get its feet wet right. in terms of getting things in order. Which... Just to go from one of the reviews from this episode. This person said, better than the pilot. Glad to see that this show has room for improvement. It still has its flaws, but at least it wasn't... This person wasn't as bored as he was the previous week. Good to see more of Naomi's history. Do wish the writers would improve the dialogue, though. As to the CGI, it needs work, but it's passable well as much as the rest of the era versus (laughs) CGI. Maybe I won't drop it as easy as I thought it would. All right. So apparently, this person was thinking about dropping the series from the get-go. Ooh. But I mean, so far for me, anyways, it's kept me interested. Yeah. So far. I mean, not like Walker, where they just decided to go. Yeah. Easy going from the beginning. Yeah, that couldn't keep my attention on that show. No. <laughs> But I think at this point, I think that's everything for Naomi. Yes, it is. So, on to the next. And now we're going to take a short break from the podcast to pretty much go over a way that you can help us. Now, with a small or large monthly donation, you can help us to bring this keep bringing this podcast to you every week or mainly whenever we can record. Yeah. Schedules have been clashing a bit the past few weeks, but mainly just the fact that we've got pretty much what all working equipment now, mm-hmm. <laughs> more or less. But we do still want to live stream at some point, and mainly, like I've said before, with live streaming, just making it so we can make it not just about us. And there goes the phone. But make it about you, the viewers, or listeners as well. So, like I said before, with a small or large monthly donation, you can help us to keep bringing this to you. So, now on to the return of legends. We've got the episode Paranoid Android. Now, this episode actually goes more along the android legends and not the legend legends. Yeah, this
1: whole story. This whole episode is the
0: android legends. Yes. And mainly, it starts off where the previous episode left off with the legends had just changed history in the airplane thing. Yeah, the the, the airplane factory. And so, of course, the Wave Rider comes in. The Android Legends try to find the Legends and pretty much try to fix history again. But then we pretty much go into what the Android Legends have been doing. Which I still hate the fact of how buff Nate is. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But, so, mainly rough synopsis for this episode, Sarah starts to realize her team is making questionable choices when it comes to the timeline. Sarah discovers some harsh truths. So, we pretty much see a little bit of what they've been doing in terms of creating the robots and whatnot. You have what, Android Astra and Android Zari who were killed and then Mm -hmm. brought back by another clone being made. And they're pretty much just of course, trying to fix what the Legends have done. But in the process, they've been told that the Legends are the androids. Yeah. Just to try to keep them on track. So, the next place they go is to Chernobyl to pretty much fix what was done there. And that's when the harsh truths come about. And I know before this episode aired, I was wondering okay, so we have robot clones of the Legends, but do they have the same powers of the Legends? Well, we find out that the Nate clone can just plow into yeah. a moving vehicle. He didn't have to actually turn to steel. Right. He just, yeah,
1: just is.
0: <laughs> and yeah, they don't necessarily have the same powers. It's just they're stronger versions. Right. But they technically fix what happened with Chernobyl, except for another aberration that started with, what was a scientist that was working on, what was it, nuclear fission? Or something along those Um, lines?
1: I think so. Something like that. Yeah. We'll just go with it.
0: So, at this point, Sarah realizes that something's not right. Which, it's kind of interesting that the leader of the robo-legends would be the one to Notice this. Right. But so she goes and makes it look as if she killed the physicist or whatever just to try to keep time on track. And then when she gets back to the Wave Rider, she shows everyone pretty much chips that have been put in with what Dr. Ava says is medical records, but not, but more along the lines of just. What, upgrades more or less? Yeah. And other than that, well, Sarah saw that a mechanical arm was taken out of her. Mm -hmm. How subjective that sounds. Yeah. And realizes that they're the androids, not the other legends. And then, probably the greatest part in the episode, the end, where... Android Nate does a PSA about bullying, and one of the kids mistakes him for John Cena. <laughs> yeah, and that's how that episode ends.
1: Yep. So then <clears throat> the next episode has the the real legends, and they arrive in their um, the alternate the or, mansion, the mansion which is in like a outside of time and space, mm-hmm. kind of its own little dimension. So now, um, they're the what's his name, Gwen. Yeah, the professor. Yeah, he, when? um, because he opens the uh, window thinking it's, he hears another, some, his voice of his, of his, uh, widow. I think it was ex wife or his dad.
0: It was, Yeah, I think it was.
1: And accidentally, and it's, of course, there, it opens a door to hell and it lets in a reality TV show crew that come inside to, okay, to film what's going on because, before that was a revealed. I'm watching. I'm like, these are some weird camera angles.
0: Yeah, the way they
1: kind of like shaky, like right from this, I'm like this uh-huh. is di- different kind of camera angles. Well, it explains it because what we were viewing was through the lenses of the camera crew that was invisible.
0: Yeah, and the fact that I think the reality show is called Lowest Common Denominator.
1: Yeah, the yeah. So now the um the the crew is cursed, and they seek human drama and. Ample because to create a good show, hmm. So, while this is going on, the whole team is beginning to change their personalities.
0: Yeah, mainly, it started while well, Gary and Gideon were pretty much, <laughs> yeah, they
1: broke up, yeah, and
0: then and then Gideon brought her emotions back in line, right? Spooner was naked for most of the episode, yeah, it's like on Survivor, yeah. Sarah is obsessed with going on vacation with Ava. And Ava is obsessed with what, just family life in general? Yeah, and then Nate and Zari
1: are arguing all the time, and Nate becomes like a, a Jersey guy. He becomes like really tan mm-hmm. and starts talking like, hey, what are we doing over here? You and
0: know. Zari pretty much becomes more like the original or less like the original or just
1: yeah, because they start with, because you think she's like, okay, you obviously are into me because I look just like her. Obviously. Right. The same, you know. So, yeah, before, like, they're you think they're going to hook up at the beginning and they end up, like, fighting at mm-hmm. the end. So, yeah, their whole, everything,
0: everybody's personality is just off. And so. then pretty much what fixes everything is Bayrod. Yeah, because uh, he he um,
1: realizes that he's been doing drug well, smoking weed and stuff to get, just to stay out of things and just be left alone and mm. he's not been doing that for. he stopped doing drugs and now he's becoming vulnerable again and his vulnerability is what realizes that the, the crew is there and everybody realizes that they're there and they're able to leave because of him and so then the, everybody gets, is back to normal, back to their regular behavior. Mm-hmm. Kind of everybody, you know, apologizes for all the stuff they were doing. Right. And then at the end, Gideon suggests that, well, first, uh, Gwen said he, there was somebody, he said to save somebody. That was his goal for this whole thing. That's Right. They rescue the legends and he's allowed to save someone. Well, thinking he's going to go save his wife who was killed. But instead, he said Archduke Franz Ferdinand, <laughs> who we all know actually was what started World War I was the assassination of Franz Ferdinand at Sarajevo. So now the Gideon suggests the crew travel to Sarajevo in 1914 to stop the assassination of Archduke Franz Ferdinand to stop World War I. So yeah. when the, everybody's shocked to find out what we're going to, I mean, that's talk about change in time. I mean you eliminate World War 1. <laughs>
0: but when you think about it now the synopsis that I mainly heard for the next episode is they decide to create an aberration to practically mainly as a goal to try to take back the wave rider. Okay. So, I mean saving Franz Ferdinand, of course, that would be a huge Oh yeah. Yeah,
1: that would stop World War, cause that's what caused World War One. You take away that, then, yeah.
0: Which, one thing that, for next week's episode and the following episode, if anything, at least from what things are showing, we could end up seeing the Matt Lesher Eobard Thon. Ooh. So, I mean, we haven't seen any Eobard Thon at all since the end of the Armageddon storyline in Flash. Right. But this will be at least be the original and not the... Decides to change his face to Harrison Wells every chance he, every chance he right, gets. Right, yeah. So... Yeah, I know we were, we said we were tired of reverse Flash, but in this case, with it being a time travel thing, I don't think we're going to have any speedster action as far as I know. Okay. So... As far as I know, Flash-wise, we'll still have speedster action once Flash returns in... What was it? Mar- March 12th? What? For the return of Flash? I think so. Okay. So is that everything for Legends? I believe so. And now on to the return of Batwoman.
1: Yes. So the episode from a couple weeks ago starts with a flashback where uh, Renee is the cop who um, she's in a relationship with the original Poison Ivy and she's trying to keep her from destroying the Gotham Dam flood the city
0: mm-hmm. it
1: ends up failing and so renee has to use this formula on her that uh batman made that would kind of decay her
0: yeah it wouldn't necessarily kill her but would more just dehydrate yeah her. put into
1: like a dormant state right so she uses it on her and then that's all we see from there then we move to present day where uh alice and poison mary as they're calling her yeah um, they're she's kind of perfecting her mind control. They're at a hotel, just living it up in Metropolis. Yeah. And, uh, and then meanwhile, in Gotham City, uh, Marcus is planning a party to celebrate his
0: takeover of Wayne Enterprises. Right. Um, so the uh,
1: the team decides they're going to take on these um, uh, aliases to get into the party because. They were able from the, once they get in, they go down into the Batcave, which is located in the same building. Right. So uh they get they get they make their way in there and they 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 work their way down into the Batcave until they find the Poison Ivy. They can hear her her heartbeat. They're trying to isolate her heartbeat. Right. When they finally track her down and find her deep within the Batcave. Um and at the same time, uh Poison Mary comes to the party where uh, she confronts Marcus and um, then they got, and they got a copy of, or Bat, Batwoman has a, a um, what was it called? The, um, the, the antidote, not yeah, really, it's the, the same the formula.
0: Serum. Yeah. The
1: same formula that was used on the original Poison Ivy. Right. So they got, so um, Batwoman has a cop, has a, Thing of that with Mm her to try to use on Mary, but Mary escapes, and so they don't get to use it on her. So
0: they end up using it on Marcus. On Marcus.
1: So then now he's got him. He's got incapacitated. She calls Jada to say, "Hey, your son. I got him incapacitated. Let's try to find a cure for his, you know, psychoticness. I Mm -hmm. guess or you call it. Um, So this now is the best time. He's you know he's under the spell.
0: So now if we want to find out." A cure now's the time, and then. Um, but just before they can really do anything, Sophie calls and mentions that Renee was lying to them the whole time. Right,
1: she was lying. The whole reason she helped them out it was to find the original poison ivy, and then they the two of them run off together. Right, and that was yeah, that was their whole that was her goal this whole time was mm-hmm. to just to rescue her loved one. Yeah, and now you then it's shown that her the original poison ivy is now gone from confinement.
0: Which I can understand saving a loved one, but when it's a serial poison <laughs> killer... Right. Well, you know, love
1: is uh, makes you do crazy
0: things. Even when your lover is the cane in the Batcave? Yeah, you know. <laughs> so that leads us into the next episode where... Luke, Sophie, and Ryan are trying to figure out what to do because Mary's on the run- well poison Mary is on the run, and Poison Ivy is technically on the run, yeah, which the lake that Renee and Poison Ivy are at she uses that to at least revive her, mm-hmm. but meeting with Mary is what she what? needs to completely yeah. Back, be back to her old self. Which my question on that: Does that mean that we may get Mary back as normal in this next episode? I mean, if
1: if the original poison ivy takes up all of her essence, so to speak, then if she's got nothing left inside of her, then I would think she could start turning back into normal.
0: That's kind of what I'm thinking
1: because yeah. she takes yeah she takes all the the uh, whatever's in her body to. And absorbs it into her. Yeah, then, yeah. Because be... at
0: least the preview that we saw for next episode looks as if the original poison ivy's back to full strength. Yeah,
1: it does. So maybe, maybe we'll get old Mary back.
0: But yeah, and so as so as Ryan, Sophie, and Luke are on their search, Jada is doing her own thing, and Diggle shows up. Yeah, Diggle. I didn't. I wasn't uh expecting to see him in this I episode. Mean, I know. I heard something that he'd be <laughs> appearing in more episodes. Mm-hmm. Of shows this season, along with he's actually got a spinoff show coming up that's Green could, Lantern. It's either Green Lantern or it could be something else. Ooh. I haven't looked much into it, but if he does have a spinoff show, it could get picked up on the CW. Ooh. So we'd have they go roughly back in the Arrowverse. Yeah, <laughs> maybe not as Green Lantern, but as something. something. <laughs> but so they're mainly searching for. Things that would lead to possibly what could help Marcus, right? Which they come to the conclusion of the Joy buzzer, which hasn't been technically hasn't been seen since Batman took down the Joker,
1: right? And since all the old villains are coming back, there's they're thinking maybe there's a chance that we could get the Joker
0: back too. But we did find out last episode that Renee actually has the Joy buzzer, right? But besides that, (laughs) so mainly it's just the fact of time will tell exactly what's going to happen right but so we find out that Mary is pretty much getting headaches and or visions that are drawing her to want to meet the original poison ivy right. and Alice of all people is starting to become protective of her stepsister yeah like Alice has feelings right i mean we kind of saw that last season with ocean right but this is more of the alice side not the beth side yeah so it's just interesting to see especially like especially with a psychotic killer like alice actually (laughs) being vulnerable right but vulnerable for a fan for sort of a family member and not just for her own gain yeah so they end up going to where Renee and Poison Ivy are. And Poison Ivy and Mary both end up using their mind control, Mary on Alice and Poison Ivy on Renee, mm-hmm. which apparently Renee was kind of immune to it. Yeah. Which was kind of odd. But it's mainly just the fact that, I mean, Poison Ivy is still pretty much a serial killer in terms of wanting to be protective, Mm -hmm. but it's more just the fact of getting back to full strength. Yeah. So really, this has been really a Poison Ivy heavy episode, Mm -hmm. but it didn't really seem like filler, Mm -hmm. honestly. No. And I know... I mean Batwoman pretty much has roughly half a season left. So Yep. I'm I mean, I still remember back last back the beginning of last season when I wasn't completely sold on the Ryan Wilder character. But as this as the series has gone more and more, I actually think the Batwoman that Ryan Wilder has actually made a better Batwoman than Kate Kane, honestly. I mean, yeah, yeah and i mean this i mean i'm i'm pretty much on the edge of my seat every week just wondering what's going to happen especially with what this season has been based on yeah so um, i think that's everything for batwoman yes it is so now our next step our next stop is the eternals yeah so now on to what we would probably call one of the weaker Marvel films, The Eternals. Yes.
1: So, starts out 5000 BC.
0: There are ten
1: super-powered Eternals. They're named Ajak, Circe, Icarus, Kingo, Sprite, Faustus, Makurai, Druid, Gilgamesh, and Thena. Yes. They're all sent by the celestial Arishim. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're sent to Earth on their starship, the Domo. Oh, I got to Mister Robot, <laughs> the Domo, to exterminate the deviants. Um, the last they so they think the last of the deviants are killed in uh, 1521. So now the group, uh, their opinions are kind of different over over their continued responsibilities of the of, of Earth. Right. So they uh, next they spend the next 500 years kind of most of them just living apart, waiting mm-hmm. for Erisham. Uh, Ar- to tell them when they can leave. Right. So present day, uh, are Cersei and Sprite are in London, and are attacked by a deviant crow. Now thinking, oh, we thought all these are all dead. So right. Why is he attacking? So they think. So they fight him off, and they think, oh no, there's the deviants have returned. So we're you know we got to reunite the team to stop them. Um. So they reunite. And uh, with the leader Ajak, but then they find her dead. Yes, and Cersei is then chosen as the successor to be the one because the leader is the one who communicates with Erisham. Right, and um, so Cersei then contacts Erisham to find out what the true mission of the Eternals is. It's not to fight the Deviants, but to prepare Earth for the emergence. So Eresham says that uh, millions of years, the celestials, which is what Er Eresham is, they plant seeds inside planets where the energy from the large populations of the planets allows the celestial seed to be born. And the deviants were originally sent to these planets to destroy the apex predators to make sure that intelligent life happens. But then the deviants evolved and began just destroying the planet. So then the Eternals were created to go stop the Deviants from destroying the planet. And then once the Earth reversed the, from the Thanos's snap, the Earth, uh, the planet is now ready for its celestial Tiamat to be born.
0: So, mainly just the blip pretty much just delayed the emergence, right. more or less.
1: It, 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 it Yeah, because it was going to happen, but then the, half the population disappeared. Exactly. So it slowed it down. But then, once five years later went by, everybody was returned. The Tiamat was ready to be born.
0: Mm hmm. So. And mainly, now, this movie was a little hard to follow just because they it, kept on going back and forth yeah. between. B.C. and A.D. and whatnot. Yeah, like, they're
1: jumping around throughout time. Yeah. It's like, one minute, they're, you know, back in 1500, next minute, they're, it's, you know, it's all different, yeah, throughout time. So, you're trying to figure out where they are at whatever time.
0: Yeah, I mean, there was the point when Icarus finally proposed his feelings to Cersei, and then next thing we know, they're having sex in the sands, mm. and then about a thousand years go by, and they get married. Yeah, yeah. So... I mean, yeah, like we said, this movie was well, probably one of the weaker Marvel series, but yeah. for me, it was just really hard to follow. It was very long.
1: Yeah, I mean, two and a half hours for this. I'm like, yeah, you can yeah. shorten it down.
0: Yeah, I mean, Endgame was three hours, but yeah. it at least had enough to keep it going that long. Right.
1: But I mean, anyway, we'll continue. Um, so the rest of the movie plays out. It's how. Um, so now they wanted they want to delay the emergence. The some of the team, um, Icarus knew about this, and uh, Kingo decides he doesn't want to help, so he leaves. Right. And then Gilgamesh is killed with by one of the um, uh, uh deviants. Mm hmm. So they need to come up with a plan to try to stop him. So they think they could put him to sleep if they put him out to sleep with their mind control powers, that they all combine together. Right. So they, um, once they start to do that, they realize that that's not going to be possible without everybody there. Mm-hmm. So they find out where it's going to happen. So at the Indian Ocean is where he will emerge. Right. So they decide to turn him to stone. So they um turn to marble. So they mm-hmm. as he's emerging, they finally are able to do it. That they were able to turn him to marbles to stop him from emerging. Yeah. So now that they stopped him, the team decides to kind of do their own thing, like, go their separate ways. Like, um, Icarus decides he's guilt. He has guilt for what, you know, what he has done. Right. He flies into the sun, which is, you know, how we all know the mythological story behind the real Icarus is flew too close to the sun. Which,
0: like I, well, I haven't said this yet, but in terms of, Uh, Phaedos, when he was pretty much holding down Icarus while Cersei was doing her thing, the one line, and this also goes back to the fact of knowing that Icarus in Greek mythology tried to use wax wings to Mm -hmm. fly into the sun, but the line he says, I was hoping for the day when I could clip your wings.
1: And then um, Sprite be- wants to be a human, tired of being a child, mm-hmm. so that so now um, he's turned or she, he or she.
0: I, I think, think she's a. She? I think it's a she.
1: Okay, she is turned into a human now, so now is no longer has her
0: powers. And Phaedos goes back to his husband and son.
1: Um, yeah, Athena, uh, Druig, and Makarai depart to go find their terminals on other planets, Mm -hmm. Cersei, Phaedos, and Kingo remain on earth. Right. Um, The, um, the, uh, celestial Arisham all of a sudden, uh, takes them, um, Faustos and Kingo and Cersei and Cersei into space. And to say, you know, you, you, he's unhappy with their treason. So he says, he will determine if humans are worthy of living, and I will return for judgment. And that's kind of how it is. Right.
0: And then we have a mid-credits and post-credits scene, which the mid-credits scene shows Thena, Macari, and Druig on the dome, pretty much from where they're searching for other Eternals. Yeah. And we get the emergence of one by the name of Starfox. <laughs> Which, yeah, he does not look like Star Fox. No. But we pretty much have Star Fox and Pip that they pretty much are the ones that end up mentioning to the others about Cersei, Fadus, and Kinko being in trouble because of all of that. Right. And then the next scene is. Was that. Um. Because I know at the end, Cersei and Dane are talking, and Mm -hmm. he mentions that his family history is complicated. Right, it
1: never really explained that. But then this final scene kind of shows him opening a case that has the ebony blade in it. Yes. And somebody in the background, we don't know who it is, says... Are Are you you sure? Are
0: you sure you're ready for that? Yeah. So... Now to pretty much with my take on this movie... Like I said, it was kind of hard to follow and especially with the lot of filler that we had, was, yeah, very, yeah. but I would say, yes, it did leave it open for a sequel, but if they do that, I'd like to see them do it more as a series because mm-hmm. at least most of the time with Disney plus series, they're a little easier to follow. Yeah. Cause then the, like the filler
1: works when you're doing uh, a series where you can, okay, Hey, here's an episode, kind of a filler episode, like filler in movies. It's like, all right, that's. That not needed exactly. It was too yeah. It could have been cut down. You could have cut forty five minutes out of that
0: movie. Yeah, especially with all the time jumping between yeah. present and past. Yeah,
1: like the I, I like the story itself about the Eternals and then coming or like the, I like that. Yeah, it was just the way it was told was just kind of like I'm gonna give it a five out of ten out on the scale. It's definitely one of my the weaker MCU movies. Like I you know, parts of it were good. Mm-hmm. I like so I like the uh, the story itself, but just the way it was done and the the amount of wasteful tell you know, two and a half hours too long, but yeah.
0: Yeah, so. and for me now I'm actually going to slip, split mine into two ratings, which will pretty much give it roughly about a five out of ten at the end, but I'll give it a six out of ten for the fight scenes mm-hmm. but roughly about a four out of ten for the story itself. Yeah.
1: Uh, this also reminded me how the uh, the Celestial emerges from Earth. Did you ever see uh, Transformers? Did you ever watch all those movies?
0: Um, I know I've got the final one on DVD. I just haven't watched it yet. Is that the... The, the Last Night. The Last Night, okay. Well, then at that... Because
1: that, that movie talks about how Earth is also a Transformer itself. Right. So it kind of reminds, reminds me of how the same kind of movie. Because if, you, if you're if at the end of that movie, something's emerging from Earth as well, like just like this movie. So it kind of reminded me of the, the last Transformers movie.
0: Yeah, and I know they called the Eternals pretty much the first Marvel team. Not necessarily the first family, because first Marvel family was actually the Fantastic Four. But the backstories were fine, but still, like I said, if they actually go the sequel route, they definitely need to do it as a series instead of another movie. Yeah. But other than that, like we said before, we've got Moon Knight coming up end of end of March. Now, some of the other Marvel series really don't have release dates for those yet, mm. but we do know they are coming at some point. And
1: the next movie to come out was actually supposed to come out this month, if you remember. Um, Doctor Strange. No, um, oh, the I'm oh, blank. I I, I, did, I had it until now I my time um, I forgot Morbius. Uh, Morbius. It was supposed to come out this month. Uh huh. It is now March. Okay. Yeah, it was originally coming out this month, and I don't know what delay to change. I don't know, but now it's March. Okay. So that's the next superhero movie to come out.
0: Yeah, because I don't think Doctor Strange actually comes out until May, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. Which, I mean, Morbius we definitely will cover, but I'm actually a little more excited for the next Doctor Strange, really. Oh, yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah, Morbius might might be, uh, depending on if I get to the movies or not, might be. Uh, right. We'll wait till it comes out on uh, DVD or Disney Plus or whatever.
0: Well, since it's still Sony Verse, so uh, probably won't be on Disney Plus. That's
1: true. So maybe if we don't make it to the theater, they'll be waiting until it comes out on video. Right.
0: So I think that's everything for this week to get all of us caught up. They're, yeah. So, caught up now, so. Um, let's see. So right now, I don't know my next schedule. Mm-hmm. So I really don't have a set date for us to possibly record next week yet. Yeah. So, at least for now, that's everything. So, like we always say, keep your eyes peeled, ears open, and stay heroic. Bye.
1: Bye.